Hey guys, welcome back to Bros Night, the weekly podcast where my best friend Albie and I get together for a virtual drink night. This week, we talk about movies and we talk about some pretty spooky stuff. So if you're like me and you love spooky stuff, grab yourself a drink and come join us for a bit. And while you're here, I want to remind you to please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Now, without further ado, welcome to Bros Night. Jason, how are you? (laughs) Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I was talking to you because you seem so distracted right beforehand. But yes, hello, everyone. Hi, mom. How are you? Hi, mom. I I hope you're well. At this point, I think I think at this point our mothers are no longer listening to us. (laughs) It is just both of us, two homos speaking into a microphone. Which is fine. That's fine. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be our new career We're going to be homeless pretty soon um, le- Yeah, I, I think so I think, the, I, I think that's in the cards for me Homelessness? Homelessness mm-hmm. I've experienced it all except that Oh Dark, <laughs> I love it Let, Let's not talk about it Let's not bring it up <laughs> <laughs> Look, you haven't lived until you've lived on the streets And you really haven't You really haven't <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my God. We're kidding. We're totally kidding. Oh my God. Well, everyone, welcome back to our show. This is episode four. Yeah, this is episode four. Episode four. Four long episodes of doing this with you, Jason. How does that feel? I don't know. Are you tired of me yet? A little. I've been tired of you for years. (laughs) I I can't seem to get away from you. You really can't. You really can't. With your fancy uh, pink. um, My straw. Your little pink straw metal, reusable straw. We applaud you for the reusable straws. Thank you. I am obsessed with straws. I never realized how much I enjoyed drinking out of straws until it became, what's that word? Uh, until it became wrong to drink out of straws. <laughs> yeah. When it became stigmatized and all of a sudden I wanted to drink everything out of a straw. But No, that's okay. Those are cute. Thank you. I really like them because the straw itself is metal, but the tip of it where... Ooh, the tip that goes into your mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> and that part is silicone, so it's flexible and chewy, so you can still bend it to like angle it right if you're being super lazy or if you like to chew on things like I do, apparently you can and not break your teeth off. Mm. My mom has full metal ones and I realize how uncomfortable it is to drink out of they them. They really are. I have I have one full metal one and it just it feels wrong when you're like when you accidentally bump it into your teeth, you're like, oh, <laughs> Right. It's terrible. I hate them, but I really like these. I don't even remember where we got them from, but I hope I can find more if I ever need them. We have four. It's plenty. Yeah. just I mean, it's only two of you. It's fine. <laughs> two so, of us are two kids. To go so, back to um, to our dark beginnings of this episode and the street. Oh, uh, is this going to be a dark episode? No. Well, kind of, but not oh, dark in the way you think it's Okay. I want to talk to you about this documentary that I just saw on Netflix. And I, if you haven't seen it, I need you to see it. What is it? The Hotel Cecil. Oh my God, it's on my list. I was going to watch it today, but I'm doing this with you. So. Um, you need to watch it with an uh, with a adult because you will get scared. No, I so I know the history of the Hotel Cecil. But Jared doesn't like... Jared is my man's for 
our mothers out there, if you don't know my man's name, it's just, it's Jared. Um, he's he's a little chicken shit. He won't watch spooky things with me, and I love watching spooky things, but I I have to build up the confidence and the courage to watch him by myself because mm-hmm. he won't do it with me. It's terrible, but it's on my list. Trust me. Well, I don't think this documentary qualifies as scary. It's no. just it's creepy. It's suspenseful. Yeah. You know. And oh yeah. The story that I covered, because there's so many things that have happened in the Cecil that I don't think you can put yes. everything into one documentary. They focus on the Lisa Lamb case. And that's just, yeah. you know, such a bizarre thing that happened. Yeah. So that's, the I, one, they, that's the one where they found her in the, the water tank, right? In the water tank. Yeah. Ooh, so it, it, it's it, when I watched it, it's not per se terrifying or like scary, but it's obviously... Just, gives you the creepy, crawly, ooky, spookies. It gives you the heebie-jeebies, I like to call them. The heebie-jeebies, yeah. Heebie-jeebies. It's definitely not a scare. I think you can watch it on your own, but if you can watch it with a company of an adult. Adult supervision? Adult supervision. Unfortunately, I don't have access to that here. I'm going to have to watch it by myself. I was going to watch it today on my day off, but like I said, you take up my time, Jason. I really do, but then they touch another. They touch on a subject that you know. So many people. Well, I think the hotel itself is famous now because of all the dark stuff that have, have gone mm-hmm. on. But then you have to remind the people they were in this documentary. They specifically talk about this couple who booked it without reading reading any reviews about it or. Even checking what their location was right. of, the, of the Cecil. The Cecil is located right next to Skid Row in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Skid mm-hmm. Row is like the worst. Uh, it, it, the documentary touches on this. Skid Row is the poorest neighborhood in the world. Mm-hmm. Not just the United States, in the world. So, And the Cecil falls within that line mm-hmm. of you know the whatever separates the neighborhood in Los Angeles. So there's so much crime, there's so much violence around the Cecil that I just think it naturally attracts that energy. Oh, I really wish it was October right now so that we yeah. can really get into like the spooky yeah. stuff. I am weirdly obsessed with serial killers and growing up, I would read all about them. Just what makes them tick, what makes them like do the things that they do and then how they end up getting caught. I just, I'm all, all about it. So I remember reading about, what's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. The Night Soccer. Oh, Richard Ramirez. Yes, Mr. Ramirez. I remember when I when I first learned about him, I was like 15, and that image of him walking into court and then holding up his hand with the the pentagram like etched onto his palm burned into my memory. And it gave me such goosebumps. And now as an adult, like I don't necessarily believe in like the devil and demons and God and all that stuff. But just in case, <laughs> we don't go looking for that shit. Like I I have firm beliefs in what I believe and what I don't believe. But I grew up Catholic. So just in case, we're not going to fuck around with like Ouija boards and pentagrams and stuff because, you know... I don't want to watch it be real and I'll be the one to like open up a portal and then I get fucked over. So, (laughs) so Um, that image still like it, like knowing everything that he did and how he had no, he wasn't like a regular serial killer where he had a person, a type of person that he would go after. It was open season for him. Fair game. And I know that right now there's also a documentary on the Night Stalker, which which is also on my list, but I know, I know 
the Hotel Cecil was like his hangout spot too. So it's just like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I love, it. I love all of it. The Nightcrawler documentary is really, really Night, Night Stalker. Oh, nice. Night, <laughs> Nightcrawlers from X Men. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm thinking of I'm mixing up my superheroes. You're you're thinking of Alan Cummings in X Men Two. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. Oh my God! I forgot he did that. <laughs> yes. You did that. Yes. Uh, the he Night Stalker. That. The Night Stalker documentary is also very. It's 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 not scary because they do it. They're they're interviewing the the investigators and the uh, mm-hmm. homicide detectives that were on it. Yeah, um, but it gives you you know it. This man literally targeted anyone. Yes, and it's anyone. So oh, and it's so- the frightening part of it that just you know he had such a. It was open season for him, and he was open such season. Blood, he was such a cold blooded murderer because. Jesus, the things that he did to these people, you are like, holy shit. Like, holy shit. If he was in your neighborhood and was able to open your window, your door, your gate, if he was able to get in, he was in. And then that's it. But the crazy thing is how he got caught. See, I haven't seen this documentary either. It's on my list. But how he got caught when his picture finally did get released because he got sloppy. All serial killers at some point end up getting sloppy, mm-hmm. which is what makes them so difficult to catch in the beginning because they're very precise and very, they plan everything out and then they start getting really cocky. And then once the cockiness hits and they start getting lazy and then once it, the laziness hits, that's when they end up eventually getting caught because then they're able to get all these clues. But when he got lazy, they were, he didn't finish the job. So he, Went to go rape a woman, saw her, saw his face. I forget exactly how she was able to get away, but I think he got spooked or something and left. But once she called the police, she was like telling them about it. They were able to get like a sketch of him. And then the sketch goes out and then the entire city of LA was like out for him. They were all looking for him and they caught him on a bus. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he was sitting on the bus and the people around him like looked up and there was like, his pictures were everywhere. They're like, that's him. And they kind of ambushed him and, got the police involved but it was because of the the city of los angeles that he was eventually able to get caught in the the middle of the day which is terrifying she's like he's just walking around just not at night (laughs) i'm gonna get chills it it brings you to that perspective of like you really don't know who's walking the streets oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't think here in vegas in las vegas new mexico we've had i think the closest thing to that do you remember i think it was a couple years ago that man that was going around killing homeless people. Yes. Oh my yeah. god, that 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 started getting a little terrible. Like after the second one, we were like, okay, that's starting to get a little too mm-hmm. too close at home because it's it, he was just going randomly at night killing homeless people that were yeah. And um, I, I'm not, you know, I live closer to that area that mm-hmm. for the homeless people, so it was a little scary for me too because mm-hmm. it's like he's around my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up killing. I think, like, I, because you look homeless all the time, he, you could have been a very easy, easy victim. <laughs> easy, totally. You know? Ma'am, I have a home. I promise. I just uh, look homeless. I, I have homes. I, I swear to God. Uh, no, it was just it was it, just the proximity of it and how close it was mm-hmm. that made it scary. So I can only imagine living in LA back in the seventies, eighties when this. Was it was happening. in the it was in the eighties, Jason. That wasn't yeah. that long ago. It really it was, wasn't. It, really it was wasn't. in the late eighties that when all of that was going on and oh like I said, it's just like a lot of the times we like 
see these movies and stuff and you're just like, oh, that happened. Charles Manson happened in the 70s. Like, it's no big deal. Whatever. It's like, shit. No, like this happened in the 80s when like we were alive. Well, no. No. Well, we weren't alive. We We weren't alive. alive. (laughs) We weren't alive. But we were close. Like we were like. Our parents were alive. Our parents were alive. Our parents were alive. So sorry, it's, it's, that was it's, really it's, stupid of me. We were not yeah, alive. We were not alive. <laughs> and if we were, we look really good for our. Age. I wasn't born until two thousand one. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, it just brings. Oh, sorry, I'm fixing my microphone. Get your um, shit together, Jason. Sorry, my hat got caught into my microphone. Um, it it just it, it those documentaries kind of like it, it, I love them because they they they. They creep you out so much, and then it brings everything into perspective, and you're like, "Oh my god, this could happen at any minute." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the the night uh, the night soccer one, the the police because the the investigators are still alive, you know, and they're they're still discussing this and how it affected their family. They interview his wife, one of the one of the cops' wives, and she was, you know, at some point the night soccer got close to their area so she talks about how hard it was to deal with you know her husband knowing that not not only that knowing that he was getting closer and closer but that his that her husband was involved into trying to catch him so you know the dangers of you know being an investigator and knowing that your name is out there and that he knows who you are yeah. Oh man! Yeah, it, it just gives it just puts the, their side of the story into perspective, and it's really right. it's a, it, you need to watch because it's a really interesting watch. Oh, that's right up my alley. I love that. And same with the Cecil. And I and I told yes. my my partner watched it. He was like, "I want to go take a picture." I'm like, "We're we're gonna go during the day." <laughs> yeah. Or or how about um you go to Google? There's already pictures on there that yes. other people have risked their lives to take. Just take one of those. And what's crazy to me about the Cecil is that uh, this is public, so I'm not spoiling anything for you. So what was what's crazy about the Cecil is that they rebranded this hotel into two separate hotels within one hotel. So Mm -hmm. I think I think in the documentary it says like the first four floors. It's like this. um, I forgot what it's called. I think it's Stay at Main or something like that. Uh huh. And it's the hip, the hipster, uh, luxury, you know, little hotel yeah. that that attracts the tourists to go come see LA. But then the other floors are the Cecil, the old Cecil. And the thing about the Cecil is that it has permanent residents too, mm-hmm. because it's part of this this initiative from the city that they wanted homeless people to like stay there. Yep. So it's you're you're mixing these two crowds, and they're mixing, they're coming together in an elevator because yep. you're you're going into this hip hotel and all of a sudden here comes this you know dangerous looking individual or mm-hmm. you know like that's going into your some elevator and you're like where am i mm-hmm. so it, it, it's 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 crazy it, it's this hotel has such uh i i, I just want to history yeah I just, I just want to know what what's causing all this like darkness to go around it like like i said i don't believe but just in case mm-hmm. we're not gonna fuck with that Mm-hmm. See, like I'll watch from the comfort of my home, but it's just in case. Yeah. Would you save the night over there? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> we we stayed at a, at a hotel that was close to uh, sketch, very questionable. Because who booked it? When was this? Oh my was god, was this in Oakland? This was in Oakland when oh we went to god. Oakland. Jason was in charge of hooking the 
the hotel and it was, I walked in and I was like, Oh ma'am, not even bed bugs want to live here. <laughs> well, now, now I learned better and our next day was significantly better. We we've, we've come a long way from your basic. We have come a long way. Yeah. Uh, um, you watched I, you watched American Horror Story, right? I did. Yeah, the the you know C- the hotel hotel is based off of that, right? Of of, of the Cecil. Yes, I, I I was telling my partner about it yesterday too. He was like, you know that show? Um, it's based on here too. And mm-hmm. I, did they film there? I think they filmed the the actual Cecil. No, or did they just create it? I don't think it was filmed there. I could be wrong. Yeah, because I think because the lobby looks fairly like they just changed a few things for the lobby, but it looks similar to the Cecil. Oh, okay. So I, I don't mean, know. Maybe they did because I mean it's in LA. I, I I don't see why they wouldn't be able to film there but because it's right next to one of the most dangerous uh, neighborhoods in true. the world, according to you. True. No, it's not according to me. According to the documentary. Oh, that's what the documentary. You're right. Right. Yeah, you're right. I I haven't been to Skid Row. I don't know what how Skid Row looks like. So. Yeah, I I'm a peach. I'm a delicate flower. I don't a little piece like me, in Skid Row. Yeah, I don't think none of us will go. Oh my god! Now I really wish it was October time. Even though, like right now, I'm looking outside the window; it's a little bit gloomy. Like it really makes me feel like I need I mean, some like, spooky stuff in my life. Yeah, no, and it's it's to watching those kind of documentaries just makes you wish that they would time them and make release them on October time. Right, because in October I'm over here looking through everything, looking for something like fun and spooky to watch, and you can't find anything. And there's nothing. And whatever it is released on October, it sucks. Or the the haunting of Bill Manor or whatever the hell it's called. Mm. Oh, I heard that was a real good show, but I'm too scared to watch it by myself. <laughs> I, I mean, I like scary things and I like watching scary movies. I think the only movie that has really spooked me, the Conjuring movies. Those were good. Those are really good movies. I only saw the, I think I saw the, I don't remember if I saw the second one. It's, uh, it's, that one's the, takes place in England. Oh, I did see the second one. Mm-hmm. With yeah, the I did. What's yeah. what's the guy? The the Umbrella Man, I think it's called. Damn. Okay, we can't. I'm gonna have to turn on some lights if we're gonna keep talking about this. But <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't we see that one together? I think so. I think we did. Yeah, we saw that here with Eric. Oh, oh my god, that is right. We had that, that. I think Jared was out of town, and we were just watching no. movies. Jared was working EDC. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was. You guys came over, and we like. Spent the entire night watching stuff, and then I went to bed, and an hour later, he showed up, which was great, because I was scared. <laughs> well, because we didn't leave till, like, 5 in the morning. Yeah, oh, yeah, then it must have been a lot later than when he came home, because EDC goes on all night. But yeah. the you know what movie really shook me as a kid? And, that, and then I ended up watching it as an adult, and I was like, this wasn't that bad. But as a kid, I saw the remake of Amityville Horror. Okay, the one with Ryan Reynolds in it? Yes. Oh. I saw that in the movie theaters with my sister and some friends when I was like 12 or 13. I think we snuck in because I think it's rated R. At some point, like when, like at the peak of the climax, I, I think we were all just kind of like holding on to each other, screaming at the screen. I'm sure the people watching there that were like adults were annoyed that there was a ton of like little t- preteens in the back watching this being scared shitless. But then we drove. So back in the day, our parents, for some reason, they would just like let us loose and we mm. would go around town by ourselves on the bus. And so we drove back on the bus together and the walk home from the bus stop to our home was very dim. So every like little stone thrown or like every, 
a sound that made like we were all so jumpy and that movie like stuck with me for months like it really shook me but then again like i said i watched it watched it as an adult years later to see like because i was really in the mood i was like okay i kind of know what happens so it's not gonna be like super scary but like i know it's scary no it's it's, it's just it's a really, yeah it's really not yeah. that bad the best part about it is ryan reynolds because he goes shirtless at some point yeah you thirsty, you thirsty bitch you're you're gonna sit here and tell me that you did not your little gay heart when you saw that as a 12 year old 13 year old you did not feel anything you sit here and, and look at me, in the face <laughs> and tell me that you did not <laughs> i probably did it was probably the most exciting part of that movie other than being scared shitless yeah i think listen ryan reynolds is one of those men that uh, he can't do no wrong he really can't it's because he's canadian he's canadian and just the voice like oh like oh. even a Pikachu, and I was like, "Oh my God, Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu!" Not <laughs> you know with that Detective Pikachu movie. I don't know if you saw it. It was a great movie. I really I liked like it. it. Yeah, I really liked it too. I don't know why people thought it was bad. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was cute. Yeah, I know. I know that there was a lot of people angry, like super hardcore Pokemon fans. But I know that there was a lot of hardcore super Superman. There was a lot. <laughs> Use your words, Mary. Use your words. There was a lot of hardcore Pokemon fans. Scott, why do I have to hold on? <laughs> Classy. This is not. This is not working out for me. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you drink mineral water. Uh, okay, let me let me try that again. There was a lot of hardcore Pokemon fans that were really upset with the movie. But mm-hmm. from what the internet taught me was that it was based off of a comic book called Detective Super. Or why, why do I keep trying to say Superman? Detective Pikachu. And with that, like, I, I didn't read it. I didn't watch it. I don't know what the fuck it is. But with that in my mind, I was like, okay, it's going to be not the Pikachu that we remember from the cartoons. It's going to be something different because there's a ton of Pikachus. Yeah. Just- yeah. And, and I don't consider myself. I like Pokemon when I was little, but I don't think I'm, I was, I'm like a super fan. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it in that aspect because I didn't know the story behind it. Same. It was cute. It was really cute. And then the main guy, Justice Porter, I think his name is. Jordan Fisher? Isn't it Jordan Fisher? No, I think it's Justice something. <laughs> Justice? Yeah, his name is Justice. I think it's, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm literally Googling it right yeah, now. Yeah, he's really cute. I think he's okay. I'm pretty sure it's Jordan Fisher. No, it's Justice, I believe. Are you sure? I am sure. What's this movie called? Justice something. No, I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> oh, it is. You're right. Justice, Justice Smith. Justice Smith. There you go. He's so cute. He was in one of the uh, Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, he was in the most recent one. And he, yeah, he played he, like a really nerdy guy, right? Yeah, I and mean, he just came out queer too, like I think a couple years ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. Good for him. I remember watching him in the the Jurassic Park movie and just being like, okay, whatever. But then when the Pokemon movie came out, I was like, who is this? Yeah, he's like, really... He did a great, I mean, great actor because he fooled us all being nerdy and like dorky and stuff. And then he comes out in a different role and you're like, oh, this confidence man that he is. <laughs> and I'm looking at his picture right now and it's like on his IMBD, he's looking very sultry. Sultry. He is. He's like laying back on his chair with like his hand on his eyebrow. This nice beard that he's got going on. I have to close close the window or else it's going to turn into a different kind of show. (laughs) Good for him. Good for him, yeah. So, uh, no, I I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really cute. 
it was cute. I really liked it. And I like the little twists at the end. Yeah. Where I kind of, I have a really bad tendency of kind of trying to figure things out before they tell us. And once I figure it out, like I tend to blurt it out loud. And sometimes I'm right. And when I'm right, it t- kind of tends to ruin the movie for my bands. <laughs> So I think are you getting, are you the kind of person that when you're watching a movie you're asking ten thousand questions to myself? I don't ask them out loud. Oh, thank you, thank you. Because yeah. my 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 partner likes to do that. I can't stand people like that oh because I'll turn around and like this information that you think I know I don't know. Yeah. I have just as much information as you, so just pay the fuck attention. I'm like we're watching. I, I, this is my first time watching it. I don't know. Let's mm-hmm. just watch it. I, I know what you this. know. Yeah, I didn't right. produce. I didn't produce this movie. If we did, we would not be here right now. Right, right. I didn't. I didn't look up the the plot of the movie and all the spoilers just so that I can answer your questions while we're watching this movie. Yeah. But I ask. I ask those questions to myself in like in my head, and then I try to piece everything together. So then, like before they do the big reveal of what the ending is, I'm like, oh, he's gonna end up doing this and that. And sometimes I'm right, and when I'm right, that's when I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's when it comes to mind. Now that we're in the topic of movies, I think we've been on the top. Well, no, I guess you're right. Well, we kind of like swerved into that the whole situation. Let's talk about entertainment. Talk about entertainment. So yeah, go on. Now that we're in the topic of movies, um, do you like? Do you prefer? Because here's the thing: my partner doesn't like animated movies. <laughs> yeah do you like animated movies like do, yeah, you, do, you, do you like go and be like do you want to watch an animated movie like if you if i if i were to go over and be like let's watch frozen <laughs> uh yeah not necessarily frozen mm-hmm. but i've seen it i don't want to watch frozen just because look that that song i don't want to get stuck in my head <laughs> but yes i do i do like animated movies i think especially if they're really good and i think now with like uh, the advances that we have had in technology mm-hmm. and Pixar doing the stuff that they do, I think it's pushed uh, these animated movies to not just be for kids, but also it's more about. I think it's it's pushed these studios to not make the animated movies just for kids. It's for like everyone, mm-hmm. and it's become more about like storytelling than it is to just. Than what it used to be, you know. I feel like before animated movies were just like the Rugrats. We're gonna gear it towards just the kids, and the parents might not enjoy. It. There may be a joke in there or two for for the parents, but now, like, look at I've heard great things about Soul. I haven't seen Soul, but oh, all of I need the, to watch it too because I've heard great things about it too. All of the Pixar stuff, like, I'm down for it. DreamWorks has done some really good movies. Last year, we saw all of the uh, How to Train a Dragon movies. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! If you haven't seen those movies, they're so good. I haven't actually. I'm on to my list. They're so good. How many are there? Three. There's three movies, and each one is better than the last one. Mm. And it, the first one is so good. So like, it starts off high, and they just keep building on top of that. Great movies. I think if we're talking DreamWorks, Shrek is a great example of a great movie. Shrek is what kicked it off. Um. I, I think Shrek... Have you seen Shrek in Spanish? <laughs> I have no desire to watch Shrek in Spanish. You should. You should. Because <laughs> Donkey is voiced by uh, Eugenio Derbez. Oh, really? <laughs> it is... It, listen, if the English version is hilarious with Eddie Murphy, uh-huh. with, uh, with Eugenio Derbez, 
oh my god uh-huh. that fucking movie is and even the first one like the jokes that they make in spanish are so like 10 times so much better really the shrek in spanish is where it's at i am telling you <laughs> i've got I'll, I'll think about it yeah no because they because they chose comedians like really good comedians for the for the for the voicing of like or the translation into spanish yeah so they take the jokes that are in english but they switch them into spanish jokes that you uh-huh. understand so they're they're hysterical that uh, my mom loves watching shrek especially oh, the really? one, especially the spanish one and, and uh-huh. the second one in spanish i never saw the third one i kind of lost interest by the time the third one came out so I, I, never think, I think after the second one they lost a little bit of like like they saw that they were like oh this is doing good let's keep doing it but then right. they kind of lost like the essence of it but the first two right. movies are always i saw this i saw this weird uh, a video on YouTube where they were like breaking down the success of Shrek and why it's so good and why it worked mm-hmm. and why people still enjoy it. And it talked about how it was doing the opposite of what Disney was doing at the time. And that's why it ended up working so well and why it's aged fairly well mm-hmm. with its audience because it's geared towards children. But if you watch it, I don't remember exactly what that video said specifically, but it's instead of it being about a princess, a beautiful princess, and we're going to rescue her from a castle. It's an ogre wanting people to leave him alone. You know? Yeah. And, and, like, eventually, yes, he agrees to go get the princess, but it's not about, like, rescuing her and, like, falling in love and doing all these things. It's about leaving me the fuck alone. <laughs> Which I think, as adults, we can all relate. So, like, sometimes you just got to leave me the fuck alone. And that's why, like, the audience that it was geared towards at the time, like we grow up and we still enjoy watching Shrek because it still resonates with us because it wasn't sugarcoating everything. It really like wasn't. It was at the time. Yeah, I know it really wasn't. And it's just, it's just a funny movie. And I'm telling you, you need to watch it in Spanish because it's so much, <laughs> it's so much funnier. It's, like the English versions are great and they're funny, but there's nothing like, you know, the jokes in Spanish that you hear your mom say coming out of a donkey's mouth. Well, I grew up here. So I grew I grew up in the U.S., mm-hmm. so a lot of like Hispanic references and stuff. I don't understand them. Oh, you're the joke. You'll or the joke. Like sometimes at work, they'll they'll say things to me, and I'm just like, uh huh, and I just walk away and like I giggle and I, like if they're laughing, I laugh. If they're not, then I don't. But I just kind of pretend so that I can fit in with the Hispanic crowd because I don't get the jokes sometimes. Yeah, no, and, and and I feel like they did a good job of doing that, and it's it's hella. You need to add that to your list: the Spanish version of Shrek. Maybe. I'll think about it. Yeah. Um, So other than animated movies, what kind of movies do you, like, what type do you tend to? I'm I'm clearly having a stroke over here. Um, (laughs) What are your favorite types of movies? Like, do you like action? Do you like spooky stuff? Do you like comedy, romance? I like, yes, I like all of them. Cause I'm you big, do actually I'm a, yeah you do yeah, I'm a big movie I like my my perfect fantasy my French vanilla fantasy I would I I, would, I wanted to become a filmmaker and like a producer and all that stuff because I just love making all types of movies my my guilty pleasure and I have no shame in admitting this hold up hold up yeah. did you just say you love making movies yes. What what movies have you made? Where are these uh, fantasy films that you speak of? These mystical objects? Did you not hear me? It was like in my perfect French vanilla fantasy. I would be making movies, but I made a couple for like school, like school. Pro- you know the school projects that they will let you like. You could do a presentation, or you can make you know a video about it. Mm-mm. I did a couple of those. Oh, okay. So 
Um, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought before I was really in your well. in your French vanilla fantasy. You yeah, love, yeah. My favorite. Oh yeah, my guilty pleasure movies. My yes. guilty pleasure movies, and I have no shame in admitting this. Jason, this is a PG PG thirteen podcast. We don't need to be hearing about uh, backdoor sluts nine. How that <laughs> your, your pleasure movie? No, no, no. Uh, I love those cheesy. There's fifty actors in the movie. Valentine's oh. Day, New Year's Day movie. Oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So bad, but they're so fucking good. I love those fucking movies. Anything that has like a cheesy romantic like uh-huh. ending and like the gr- the boy gets the girl kind of. And they situation. literally and they literally hired every every star in Hollywood that was available at the time. Yeah, I fucking love those movies. They're shitty as really? love. Them. I don't know why I love them so. Much. Any like romantic cheesy comedy, I'm like I'm here for it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, but but then again, I also enjoy your normal action movie. Although I think the Fast and the Furious movie action movies are, are normal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those are normal. <laughs> I enjoy them. I enjoy them to some extent, like the original uh-huh. ones, but not the ones that have the same formula. Like the the Fast and the Furious movies, they should have stopped at a five. Like, what I are they at now? Like ninety-seven? No, number seven hundred and fifty-five. It's about uh-huh. to come out. Right. I think they should have stopped it at some point. We'd be like, <laughs> like that's enough. Didn't they? Have, like they started reintroducing characters from the first couple movies, right? Right, and then and they, they like rode off, and then they brought them back like ten years later. Yeah, like so they brought somebody. Well, no, they didn't bring them back because this happened before. But they did like a like now they're doing. Um, what is it called? Like side movies of different characters. So they did like, oh, yeah. they did a movie with uh, Dwayne the Rock and Jason yeah, Statham. Yeah, yeah. And that was like an affiliation of Fast and Furious. Yeah, because they were two uh, characters in the franchise, right? Yeah. So I, I, and they just keep adding and adding and adding. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I, <laughs> I remember watching the first one with my parents when I was like 10, maybe even younger. Mm-hmm. And that's about, I, I never got into any of those movies. I just think they 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 started um they started off as a one like it started off as street racing, yeah. And all of a sudden we're ten movies in, and now they're these criminal masterminds that steal banks with a car. I'm like Jesus. I was like, I just wanted to watch them drifting. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Yeah, like it just it just evolved into this, and they just keep piling on more and more. And you're like, there's a submarine, and there's a plane carrying another helicopter and a car. I'm like, oh my god! What? It's like that internet meme where it's like, <laughs> no one, literally no one. Fast and the Furious, thirty thousand movies. Yeah, like at some point, I think one of the movies they have like a whole parking lot of cars like just falling out of like the. Yes! Out of, out of the literal sky and there's a car in the ground maneuvering through these goddamn cars and i'm like Car- oh. carvana yeah a carvana sponsored that that movie yeah like they, they're just literally falling out of a parking lot and there's a car maneuvering through these goddamn cars falling out of the sky i'm like <laughs> that's too much like that's too it's much too much, it's like, too much. <laughs> But so those kind of movies, I'm like, I, I, I like them. I, I, I'll say that I like them and I'll go watch them, but they're not like my my preferred Your favorite. One what you, right. Yeah. I've actually, like, but I've never seen any of the the Fast and the Furious movies. Other than the first I, I, they have an audience. I think those kind of movies are shooting for a specific audience. Obviously, because they keep making them. Yeah, they I'm bring like, money. 
Yeah, and that's and I think that's a part of it. Those movies bring a lot of money because I remember when like the seven, number eight, and like all those movies, like lines of people just going waiting for these movies. Oh to come my out. god! Yeah. No, ma'am. Like it was like Avengers premiere kind of thing, and like oh, they yeah, only, were like going crazy for those yeah. movies too. Oh my god! The only movie that I'm proud of that I said that I went on a midnight showing was the her the last Harry Potter movie. The last yes. two, those I I definitely went and waited to, to I, go see them. I saw the last one when it premiered at midnight. Yeah, I didn't see part one because I was scared because I saw one of I think I can't remember if it was one of oh no no, no it was Twilight it was one of the Twilight movies my friend had bought tickets for like the first or second one I think it was the second one. Mm-hmm. They bought tickets for the midnight showing of it and invited me and a couple of other friends to go. And we went to go see it. And all the fucking little girls, excuse my French, all the fucking little girls could not shut the fuck up. Every time Edward would come on or what's the other little twink's name? (laughs) Jacob. Jacob. Every time he took his shirt off, like, I swear to you, these little girls like were losing their mind. And you couldn't hear anything. And it was such a terrible time. So when the... Uh, part one of Harry Potter came out. I was like, I am not going to have this night ruined. So I waited a day or two and then I went to go see it in like the matinee where there was literally no one there and it was great. But then part two, the last one, I was like, I have to go see it. So we went to go see it at midnight and it was, it was great. It I was loved such it. An emotional, Every, emotional roller coaster. Everyone was so into it. It was perfect. Like there was no screaming children uh, and everyone was just like, like when you needed to laugh, everyone was laughing. When you needed to be quiet, everyone was quiet. The girl, the the scene where Harry uh, goes into the the Forbidden Forest and Voldemort kills him and stuff. Uh, the the flash scene happens when he's in King's Cross Station. Yeah. The girl next to me was on the edge of her seat, crying, silent <laughs> tears. Just it's not making any noise but you just see the tears just coming down her face and at that moment i didn't feel like i belonged i've loved harry potter since i was like eight years old mm-hmm. and at that moment i was like i'm not a fan i shouldn't be here <laughs> she, like she she was devoted yeah no and i remember watching that movie and it was a very emotional movie because you you grew up with these kind of movies the, the those kind of movies like i started watching them when i was like eight or nine harry potter's age and you sort of like grew Harry up, Potter you know, was not eight or nine. Well, he was eleven when the first movie came out. Uh-huh. Well, we were close. We were close. So you you kind of like grew up with Harry Potter. So that's what I think. That's why it resonates so much with us, especially our generation, because I don't think Harry Potter was ever aimed for kids. It was well, absolutely aimed for kids. Well, but now, but now a kid. I don't think a kid from this generation would sit down and watch Harry Potter. Absolutely. Anna's three-year-old watches Harry Potter. Because that's Anna, because she knows what's what's up, <laughs> you know? But not not all parents are Annas. <laughs> those those movies are aimed for children. Yeah. The books are aimed for children. I think, and I think it's just, you know, you grow up with the character, so that's what made it so much sentimental. When you it can came still to- grow up with the character, Jason. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I have a very, very opinion about that. Are you a professional? Actually, I was about to say something, but I'm going to bite my tongue because I know I'm wrong. I was going to say, are you a professional uh, uh, taking care of children? But I forget you have what, like a six-year-old brother that you help take care of. <laughs> you are. Yeah. You so, are. Um, no, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I feel, I'm very protective of my Harry Potter. Don't touch it if you didn't grow up with them. 
Oh, I feel I disagree with you. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I want to. I, I want to give it to everyone. Like, please enjoy. Like, it made me. I started reading the book when I was an eight. When I was eight years old. When I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. That, that's when you're. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or sure. eight year in eight year in third grade. You're eight years old. Something like that. Um, that's when I started reading the books. And at the time, the fourth one was going to be released that summer. So mm-hmm. I read the first the first three and then i had to wait patiently for the fourth one and then when that monster came out it took me for fucking ever to finish it but then i read that and then every i got to like wait every year and every year it's like that was that's how i spent my summers mm-hmm. the books would come out and it make me feel good and then the movie started coming out and it was great i loved it and it was like it made me feel so good that like i wanted to share it with everyone i was that nerdy kid in, in fifth grade that when the movie started coming out that's all i could talk about all I could talk about. And I would like compare the two movies together. And I'm pretty sure that's why I had no friends in middle in elementary school. It's because they were all tired of like me wanting to talk about Harry Potter and the Harry Potter movie that all they wanted to do was go play soccer. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, I love those. So now that we're in that topic of loving movies, what's a movie that made you cry? Like literally made you ball your eyes out. Made me ball my eyes out? Oh. If you say the notebook or something such as, I'm going well, to so hard. Well, I won't say anything. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We will see you next week on Bros Night. Are Have you a good kidding night. me? Are you kidding me, Alberto? <laughs> That's Okay, okay, let me change my... Okay, so I'm a very sensitive person. I, I cry over the stupidest things. I hate that about me, but it's... Ever since I was a kid... That's how it was. Um, one of the move, first movies that I remember crying my eyes out, bawling, like you said, yeah. was was the first Regrets movie. Oh my god, yes. That movie was so sad. Yeah. Again, eight years old. Eight-year-old me. Yeah. I was no, I was seven. Seven or eight. Um, and that movie came out. And when they like run away and Tom is just trying to be a good brother and Dill is just not having any of it. And they're in the woods and it's raining and his friends leave him because they're tired of like babysitting the baby because they're also babies. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting in like in that little like inside the tree and it's raining and he's just like gives him the I, I, I was just crying like like tears pouring down my eyes. My mom... We'll talk about this every now and again. She that's like the first time that like she couldn't con- like wrap her mind around all of that. So like this little kid is watching this movie and he's so emotionally attached to these characters that like this is how he's feeling. Um, I know, yeah, no, I agree that that movie it, it touched a special bone in my heart. Children should not touch a bone your bone like that, Jason. <laughs> but uh, I think for me. The, so, and, and listen, no shame if you cried during the Notebook, whatever. Because those movies. Well, are- I have a I have a story to go along with that. <laughs> Continue, please go on. Oh, you, you want me to tell you my sappy story about the Notebook and why I was crying? So, uh, uh, so back in high school, I was dating this really cute boy, and he was like my first real, real relationship. Uh-huh. I had had like a boyfriend before him, but he was like the first relationship that I had because we had, we were together for like two years almost two years something like that during high school he was my high school sweetheart but we had a really awkward ugly breakup that other people were involved with that was like really unnecessary but during that breakup i didn't realize how much like i actually missed like just talking to him and hanging out with him and stuff or whatever and one day i wake up it's dark my tv was on and the fucking notebook is playing and at this point the movie had been out for like two years two or three years so everyone had seen it everyone had already like 
cry their eyes out and knew what was happening. It was the first time for me because it's not the type of movie that I would normally watch. I, I still don't like those types of movies, but it was just plain. So I was just laying in bed feeling shitty about myself. And movie starts playing and I caught it halfway. And then to the end where they're both like in bed dying, holding hands. <laughs> at that time, like 16, 17-year-old me, at that time you don't, you forget that there's life after high school. So I'm like, my life is over. <laughs> my boyfriend is gone forever. That was so funny. It was so bad. And so like, I was just like bawling my eyes out. Don't watch that movie if you just went through a breakup because it's not the best remedy. Yeah. No, I think the only one, there's only one, one movie that's gotten me that's that sort of themed. Well, actually two. Are uh, you going to say don't call me by my name? No, that one didn't make me cry. Um, that that one's cute, but it didn't make me cry. Um, P.S. I Love You. Oh, okay. With Hilary Shrink and uh, Gerard Butler. That movie made me cry. And then I think it's called... Um, what is that fucking movie called? It's the one with Shailene Woodley and... Oh, yeah. The Fault in Our Stars. That movie. That one made me cry for some reason. That one didn't make me cry because I read the book, so I knew it was coming. Yeah, I think the the moment where she's reading the eulogy for him, that's when I lost my shit. The what? The, what was she reading? The eulogy, isn't it called? Or what is it called? You, you, <laughs> <eulogy, laughs> eulogy, eulogy. you got there. You got yeah, there. Got, got, we got there. When she was reading the eulogy, that's when she, um, that's when I lost my shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was coming. But the one that I that really makes my my heart every single time I know it's happening and I know it's coming, Marley and me, every single fucking time. Uh, see, that's your fault because you put yourself through that torture. I listen. I I, I have watched the movie so many times. Speaking of dogs, can you hear my dog crying? I can hear your dog crying. Come here, baby. Take, take care of your child, Jason. No, he's just crying because his mother is not here and he doesn't want to come. Okay, go on, leave. Leave. Um, so no, it's anything with a dog, anything with a dog, you should know better. Yeah. Anything with a dog just completely destroys me. And every single time I watch Marley and me, I know it's happening. I know it's coming. It just hits me. I have, see, that's why I don't watch movies like that. I have personal rules. I don't watch any rom-coms. I don't watch any notebook type movies. I don't watch anything with a dog that's going to (laughs) die. Anything that's going to make me feel emotions other than scared or excited, I don't want it. Yeah, no. I want no part of it. Those type of movies are like, I'm like, I'm a softie for. I don't like feeling emotions. Like I said, I'm a very emotional person. Enough as it is. I don't need extra emotions coming out of me. Speaking of the emotions that brought me to to here, do you remember that night that we were like, I don't know what we were feeling but we started watching. Um, we just we wanted were, to cry. Was it a baby shower or what was it? Proposals. Proposals. Bitch. Wedding proposals get me every <laughs> single time. I don't know what it is about them. I don't understand it. it something about someone getting down on their knee and asking the other person to spend the rest of their time with them or their life with them. It makes me cry. And... <laughs> What and were we going through this night? I remember this night. I, re- I remember that day. We were, I don't remember where Jared was, but it, we had spent the whole day at the pool. Yeah. I mean, like a pool day. And I was like, I, I kind of want to cry. 
And you were like, okay. And I was like, I don't know why. Like, I wasn't feeling upset or depressed or sad or anything. And I was like, you know, sometimes you just, you just need a good cry. Yeah. Let it out of your system. And so we went back upstairs and we just went to YouTube proposals and and just every time. And there were like two-minute videos and they would, I would cry and then the next one would start and then I'd get my shit together and then would you marry me? And then more tears. The only ones, the only ones that didn't get me were the ones that were overly produced where it was, there was like the vloggers, Yeah, you know, those are, I, I could care less about, but I, I, we need another night of that. Cause oh, the videos that get me are the soldiers coming home. That's right. God. And we, were, we would alternate between the two so that each of us could get arrested between <laughs> Christ. So it'd be like one wedding proposal and then one soldier coming home. A soldier coming home to like surprise his kids or her kids <laughs> at the school assembly and then the kid comes running. Oh, bitch. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, God. God. I want to cry and just li- let it all out. It literally gets me so hard. Yeah. So if there's any anytime there's a moment that I just I just need a good cry, just grab yourself a glass of wine and watch wedding proposals or or soldiers, coming, soldiers home. coming home. Or if you want an extra cry and you're like me, you want to watch an extra a soldier coming home to their dog or to their <laughs> animal. Oh my god, no! Listen, I'm already getting teary about it. All right, new type of video: soldier coming home to their dog, only to find out that they're dead. Oh my god! Bam. <laughs> How do I monetize this? How do you monetize this? Somebody- it's, a new, it's a new Marley and me. Oh, my God. That is so sad. <laughs> well, those are our tips to uh, if you want to cry, you know what if to do. If you're going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Or if you want to see, see us cry, just send me your wedding proposals. And Yeah. Another thing that I got really into is a baby announcement. <laughs> baby announcements cause fires, Jason. That's a gender reveal. I'm talking about like when they're telling the grandmother she's going to be a grandma for the first oh. time. Oh. You know? No. Those, oh, okay. The, the, I, I got lost one day like in a dark hole of YouTube and I ended up somehow watching 20 of these videos and I'm like, dude, I want a baby. I want a baby. <laughs> I, baby. I just want somebody to tell me that I'm having a baby. <laughs> I just want to make somebody cry just by telling them that I'm having a baby. Yeah, it's it's because some people get really really emotional about this. Yeah, and I feel like whenever it is a time for me to have uh, nephews or nieces, and my my siblings want to tell me this, I will be that person in the video crying his eyes out. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to continue talking about movies. Yeah, what is right. what is one of your like? Do you have a movie that you watch? On a regular basis, whether it be like once a year, twice a year, three times a year, every week. I have like four. Okay, please. please. From like from like favorite to give me your top two. Like favorite, which like, one? If I'm feeling, listen, I go. I have so I wrote to alternate. Um, when I want to laugh and it's a, like a like a or I just want to watch it because I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death becomes her. With uh, okay, Meryl, yeah, yeah. Meryl Streep, uh, Meryl Streep uh, Bruce Willis, and Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Uh-huh. That movie is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, please watch it. I haven't, no. It's such a classic. It's like 1992. Before my time. Yeah, it was before my time. I was like three months old when this came out. But you, sure. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's one of those timeless, it's such a, such a cult classic, I, I, I want to call it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I watched that. Um I'm a little ashamed to say this, but I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna feel shamed. I love to rewatch the Sex and the City movies. Oh my god, Jason! 
I don't know why. There's there, listen. They just they just make me feel like a rich woman. Just I want to throw I want to throw like a football at your face and call you a faggot. This are so good. They're so they're so bad, but they're so good. <laughs> I've actually I I haven't seen them either. Yeah, no, I'm no, uncultured. Yeah, they're on Netflix available now if you want to watch it. I never saw the series because I was too young for it. And then yeah, I never- no, I didn't see I didn't watch the series because again I was too young for it. My mom never let me, but now I kind of want to. And just, you know, binge watch the shit out of it. Okay, so the both Sex and the City movies. When I want to laugh, like really, really laugh, I watch uh, Bridesmaids. Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That movie's fucking hysterical. Um, and also The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I yes. alternate. I, like whenever I, there's nothing on that I want to watch, I put yeah. on one of those movies and then I'm good. Yeah. It's a good selection. I feel like there's like there's if I want if you want to laugh, you want to watch this one. If you just want to you know feel your gay fantasy, you watch the Sex and the City. Movie. <laughs> feel your gay fantasy. <laughs> I have a couple movies that I I I feel like it resets me mm-hmm. like in life for no other reason other than like I just really like the movies. Yeah. I don't have moods like you do. I'm not uh, cultured. <laughs> uh, but uh, Pan's Labyrinth is probably one of my favorite movies. I love that movie too. I watch it at least minimum once a year but probably twice twice a year it's just i just sit down just hit play just let me take take me away del toro just take me away <laughs> that one emily 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 amelie amelie i can't pronounce it i'm not french that movie is also really fun that to me that that's my um my quirky like just don't worry about anything and have fun type of movie. Mm-hmm. It's, if you haven't seen it, it's in French, but it's got subtitle, subtitles if you can't understand French like I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely read the subtitles. But it's so cute. It's just quirky and it's about love, but it's not like a romance story. Mm-hmm. It's just this girl just doing good deeds for the world, trying to find love, and then love finally finds her. It's just super fucking cute. Okay. Um, and then Inglorious Bastards. Okay, that's an odd one. I it's not. I don't think it's odd. I love um, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino to me is the weirdest looking human. I don't think he's human. I think he's like an alien. Yeah. And that was like dropped here one day, and now just like makes movies. But he's weird as fuck, and so are his movies. And I think they 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 fit into my fantasy. Okay. You know. You know, I love Kill Bill. The, like the Kill Bill movies, I love them. Uh, we actually just recently saw The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Jared was like, meh about it. I loved it. I thought there was a lot of dialogue. It's all it is. It's just you sit down and you watch people talk to each other for three and a half hours. It was so good. But those movies are just so weird, like him. But I think Inglorious Bastards has like enough action and dialogue and like weirdness about it. Mm-hmm. The first 10 minutes makes me feel so uncomfortable and christian christian waltz christopher waltz christopher waltz yep yeah christopher waltz like the fact that he makes me feel so uneasy every time he comes on screen in that movie kudos to him mm-hmm. i love that movie huh. i mean i've seen it I, I just didn't consider it as a feel-good movie or uh, oh, i never said anything about these movies making me feel good a movie that's interesting <laughs> the only one the only one that makes me feel good is emily the other ones just like make me feel uneasy but it like re- they reset me I'm a, i don't know i like them i have to watch them yeah, yeah or else i feel like i'm gonna the, forget about them yeah it's one of those things i think i watch um uh, the harry potter movies too as well whenever i oh yeah just yeah, for yeah. the hell of it you know just for yeah. the hell of it or when yeah. when tv is doing those marathons of the movies 
Mm-hmm. I try to catch as many as I can. Well, that's the thing with those movies. I, I feel like they're, they're, they're constantly on marathons and they're mm. being thrown out of faces a lot that it's very easy to watch them. Yeah. The movies that, like, my three little movies, I feel like they're not in your face all the time, which is yeah. why they're, like, they're, like, they're my go-to to watch when there's nothing else to watch. Yeah, those are the kind of movies that you either own on, on DVD or you have it on your digital. Oh, I think I have both of them. Yeah, I, I have all <laughs> those movies here. Like on digital and on DVD and on <laughs> Blu-ray, just in case there's like a flood or something. Yeah, well, that, that was interesting. That's interesting movie choices. I, I definitely I agree with you with Pan, Pan's Live. That's the movie's fantastic. So good. Yeah, the movie's fantastic. <laughs> All right, Jason, is there any anything else you'd like to talk about? Did no. you like ask me, discuss? Discuss? I think we're good. Are we good? Yeah, we're running out of time. <gasps> we are we running out of time. We are running out of time. I'm trying to keep... We're trying to keep... Actually, I'm, I'm the one that edits these damn things. I'm trying <laughs> to keep these episodes under an hour so that I don't... You don't lose your mind completely. I have the joy, the joyous task of getting to relive this moment. Oh, again, really again, and again, and again. Listen, if you, I see, I'm picking up on your quirks now. Listen, if you ever want to hear how annoying you sound to other people, record yourself for an hour and then hear it back, and then you you start listening of all like the things that you say, like 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 that, like like <laughs> like 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 yeah. like. Hold like. oh, <laughs> That's all you. That's all me. That's all, all me. You. I never realized it i don't recommend it to anyone (laughs) well no that's fun but um thank you for this episode guys we're we're glad that you're here listening with us and we hope you enjoy me i hope there's nobody listening i hope so if you're not if if there's nobody listening then oops then at least we have our moms to thank hi mom we have our moms hi mothers yes hi mothers all right so jason where can where can the uh moms find us on on the internet if they want to see what the hell we're doing if you and your mom want to follow us, it's our Instagram is brosnight21. Brosnight21. That's brosnight21. Yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter as well if you're on Twitter. I still haven't seen this Twitter. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm excited to see this Twitter. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's all. That's a, a gents lap type of thing. That's on me. Yeah, that's on me. If you want to follow me and um, look at my gorgeous face in the morning, JSNLP on Instagram. On Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> and if you ever want to feel better about your self self appearance, please follow me on Instagram. <laughs> My name is Alberto Alexander on Instagram. It'll make you feel better about yourself. It really would. It really will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, With that being said, have a good night, Jason. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.